This intro story comes out of Kotaku, and it was written by Zach Zwizen. Oh, I can never get over that alliteration. Such a <laughs> cool name. Why does my last name not start with Z? Boring. You can fix that. Yeah, <laughs> I should. I should. Zach Xylophone. <laughs> Have you ever taken a break <laughs> from playing your Steam Deck to sample the complex fragrances emanating from its exhaust vent? If so, you aren't alone. Since the release of the handheld PC, many owners have reported that they can't stop sniffing the fumes that waft out of the Steam Deck during play. It's become a bit of a meme among Steam Deck owners, with folks often posting online how much they enjoy this distinctive aroma. I'm one of those sickos, Zach, you sicko, writing this article, sticking my nose right <laughs> above the exhaust and taking a big whiff. Each time I play, I imagine he's there going, oh, yeah, every time he does it, you know. But someone finally (laughs) asked Valve about this, and it turns out that the company wants you all to knock it off. On December 12th, Reddit user Metapod100 shared a screenshot showing them asking Steam support if it was safe to inhale the exhaust fumes from the Steam Deck's top vent. The user pointed out that people enjoying the smell has become somewhat of a meme and admitted many folks really like doing it. Valve's response <laughs> had the same vibes of a school teacher telling kids kindly to stop eating paste. <laughs> so this was the reply from <laughs> Steam Support. Hello, thank you for contacting Steam Support. As with all electronics... It is generally not recommended you inhale the exhaust fumes on your device. While there are no safety concerns with general usage, directly inhaling the device's vent fumes should be avoided. We understand that it may be a meme, but please refrain (laughs) from this behavior for the safety of your health. Steam support Sandler. Calgar, would you huff your steam vent if your steam deck vent? If you had a Steam Deck, look. If not sniffable, why smell good? <laughs> <laughs> also, I think they're missing a um, they're, they're missing a potential avenue of income here, where they could just have different fancy scents for your oh. Steam Deck. You know, essence of Gabe Newell, for, for <laughs> instance. Unless, like, what does steam vent exhaust even smell like? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, dust. Is it just, like, just hot, hot electronics? Someone said yeah. it was, like, burnt plastic, but also slightly fruity. Doesn't- yeah, I was about to say, burnt plastic smells awful. <laughs> if if the plastic is burning, then that's probably not a good thing. Yeah, you should not be inhaling that. That's bad. <laughs> not even that shouldn't be inhaling that. It shouldn't be happening in a consumer well, electronic. Yeah. <laughs> Confirmed, confirmed, your Steam Deck's going to burn your house down. Or your oh, nostril yeah. hairs, at least. Mm. You, you know what I think is, is is funny about this is that, you know, this was just a simple reply to someone's ask for support. And then they've posted <laughs> it to Reddit, and then it's been picked up by Kotaku. How many more people are going to be sniffing their Steam vents now <laughs> after reading this story? <laughs> it reminds me a lot of, um, uh, like years ago when the switch first came out and people were like the cartridges taste funny and then it was like oh that's weird but like the more people talked about it, the more it was like 
Maybe I should do it. Maybe I need to lick one just just to see what's going well, what's going on. <laughs> yeah, because there was like an article that they were coding it in some bitter stuff to stop kids from doing the exact same thing that yeah. now adults were doing. Yeah, that they were worried that they were going to or quote unquote adults. Yeah, sorry, they were worried that they were going to <laughs> choke on them. Um, but yeah, maybe Steam can make can take the exact same route. They'll just make the vent stink like shit whenever it burns up and gets really hot. <laughs> People aren't going to be sniffing it then. <laughs> just make make it smell like Gabe Newell, but his, his armpits. And then yeah, <laughs> they're definitely going to oh. avoid it. <laughs> Uh, people hotboxing their Steam decks just for the next high. (laughs) Oh my god. Hello and welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out each and every week. My name is Zach and I'm here with my co-host, Anthony. Yeah! From What Do You Think About This? Yeah! (laughs) What's up, Anthony? Uh, not much. I'm feeling good. Happy to talk about some games this week. Finally played some. So all the naysayers in the audience who were like, why does he keep bringing him on? He doesn't even play games. <laughs> I played a game. There. I got you. We've heard about Street Fighter Six enough at this point. Far <laughs> no, we haven't. That's a lie. <laughs> Nobody who's played the game would say that. Let's get him. <laughs> Well, look, I'm extra happy as well too, Anthony, because this is a Andrewthony episode, and you best believe I'm going to be getting your names mixed up at some point because I just <laughs> apparently can't Woo! not do that. We have the wonderful Calgar, aka Andrew, joining us once again. How's it going, my friend? Uh, doing all right. Thanks for having me. Um, it's weird having not recorded anything in a couple of months at this point. Um, Brought me out of retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Try to get out and we pull him back in. That's right. God damn it. (laughs) The second you you said that you were were hanging up the headphones, I was already rubbing my palms together, doing an (laughs) evil smile, (laughs) muhaharing to myself about how I'm going to be stealing your talent all the time. So (laughs) you're like, yeah, you're not hanging them up. No one ever really hangs them up. Cute, forever. cute. You think that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh dearie me, uh, Anthony, you still haven't released the podcast that you recorded a few weeks ago. Now, what's I going on with that? I haven't. I certainly haven't. Um, <laughs> on account of me being lazy, it's it's the common theme. Um, hopefully, hopefully, assuming my week doesn't get fucked again, uh, it'll be released. <laughs> This coming week, the week that this podcast comes out, it should be out. It's not. So I only coming. need to just fix up those fucking audio issues. But anyway, oh, we'll get oh, to I'm those. Sorry, it's not coming because you said if this week doesn't fuck you, and this is the week before Christmas, which yeah. it, it's designed to fuck each and every uh, one of us. So, yeah. Nah, <laughs> Good luck I'm with sorry, that. Sorry, gang. <laughs> I was gonna say at least I've at least I've recorded. I've, I've at least released a hundred percent of the episodes I've recorded <laughs> since ending. The- <laughs> Consolables. So, <laughs> oh dearie me! Oh, uh, dearie. Now, when you do finally release that episode, Anthony, where can people find it? 
They can find it where all good podcasts are sold. You can find it on your Spotify, your Amazon, your Apple, or whatever else you're listening to podcasts on. I don't know what else exists. Mm. Uh, and you can find us, Joe's Jaden and I, on Twitter at WDYTATPod. You can hit us up for any questions. If you want us to be on your show, if you want us to, if you uh, if you want us to be on your show, or if you just want to talk, talk to shit. We're always there for a chat. Hit us up. You'll be able to find all of Anthony's links in the description of the podcast down below, as well as all of News to Reviews links. But if you really want to help us out or help out any podcaster whose stuff you enjoy, the quickest way and the freest way that you can do that is just by leaving a cheeky rating or review on whatever episode or on the podcast itself. It only takes a moment and it really does help out that content creator. Like, yeah, give it a crack. You'll feel good. I promise. Ooh, and I'm feeling good. This is uh, this is a weird episode because we're recording this in the afternoon, but we're already we're, we're having afternoon bevies. So I'm very curious to see how this is going to go. But it's also a good episode. We got some very interesting news stories to get to, a bunch of great games to get to, and some wonderful guests to do it with. I'm so fucking pumped. Should we get cracking with the gaming news? Let's go. Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> You're here. We may as well at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw some funny stuff this week. So let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, there's some funny stuff going on. There were some absolute shenanigans. If you've ever heard of a game called The Day Before. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> this oh, article boy. comes out of Forbes. It was written by Paul Tassie four days after launch when the day before attracted half a million viewers on Steam after selling early access for $40. It's developer Fantastic, and that's fantastic. They don't have the A at the front. It's just F-N-tastic, but I'm just going to call it Fantastic. Or should should it be Fantastic? Fantastic. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're shutting down completely, according to a new statement. The announcement, the announcement says that the day before failed financially and that the income was brought in is being used to pay off debts. They say they Ugh. cannot afford to patch the extremely broken game, which launched in an entirely different genre than was r- originally promised, an extraction shooter rather than a survival MMO. The messages go on to say that the day before did not take any crowdfunding development and they worked hard for five years to get the game out. But of course, they did take the $40 of everyone who paid for the game in the last four days of launch. They said, at the moment, the day before servers will remain operational, where somehow there are still 4,400 concurrent players. That's at the time when the article came out, but they had a peak of 7,600 in the last 24 hours. Its all-time high was 38,000 concurrents on Steam. This whole thing was just an utter nightmare. Incredibly misleading trailers showing a game that simply did not exist, where I'm guessing a significant amount of money was invested in making those spots look genuine. And even if they're saying that the revenue is going toward paying their debts, any non-refunded cash was essentially just thrown away by players. I would venture a guess that there were a colossal amount of refunds that decimated any income they did receive once players realized 
what it was they actually bought. The final product was a bizarre broken mess. A division-like city using bought assets that featured maybe three to four zombies in an hour-long play session. Player versus player battles were glitched and wrecked by server issues. Occasionally, players would lose their entire inventory and need to start it over. It was both A, nothing that was promised, and B, released utterly broken. I don't know what they were doing the last five years, but they repeatedly lied about the game and was ch- and charged players $40 for a completely different broken product. Now, four days later, they are taking, <laughs> taking the money and running. No matter if they're spending it on debts or not, this was a scam. Maybe the game did exist, but it was a scam all the same. Even the studio's website has been completely erased and replaced by a shutdown message, and they've also scrubbed their entire YouTube channel. And I should mention that since then, uh, Fantastic have come out and said that they're working with Steam to offer refunds for people no matter how long they've played the game for, whether it is over the two-hour limit. I don't know why they need to... I don't know what that really means. Like, are they saying it's going to happen or are they just saying they're working with Steam so that way they can be like, oh, Steam didn't let us do it or something if if they don't refund it. I don't know, but they have said they are going to be offering refunds. Oh, this story just absolutely breaks my brain. Calgar... Is your brain broked? Not really. <laughs> they they didn't deliver the product they said they were going to um, deliver. Delivered something completely else that also didn't work. And now they're reaping the consequences of that. Fucking deal. I totally agree. I just don't... If they're offering... F- it makes more sense to me if they don't offer... F- full refunds in that like okay it was just a straight up scam but if they're offering refunds what the fuck are they getting out of this i don't yeah it's so bizarre they're just destroying their reputation in front of the entire internet it's insane Did they have a reputation though because like (laughs) fantastic like if you look at the i'm looking at the wiki article for this game and, you know, you got, like, your blue link for the de- de- developer thing. That's not a blue link. Fantastic doesn't... Which implies to me that they don't have anything else that they've ever done. Which they means, do. did they have a reputation? So, look, they, they have released games before. I recommend going and checking out Skill Up's video on the day before. He released, like, a 40-something minute video uh, just a, a day or two ago at this time of recording and it goes through the details of the history and what games they've made previously they've made about four games all of far smaller scope uh, and different varying quality over the last few years I believe they they were founded like around 2015 something like that but this was the biggest thing they made they hadn't released anything since 2018 as far as i know and the stuff they did release the reviews were either mixed or just straight up dog shit there was something called prop night in 2021 apparently Um, yep yeah i don't oh that's right yeah prop night i forgot about that i don't know i'm just looking because i'd never heard of any of these things and i mean honestly i'd heard of the day before during the, the development thing and they're just like oh it's an extraction shooter i'm like cool next because yeah. like I, I am so completely uninterested in that as a game style as well. So like that might be why they dropped off my radar until they started going off on Twitter. Mm. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, didn't they? Uh, oh, they said to someone, "Shit happens." Shit happens. Yeah. Oof. 
Yeah, they were having like they were having like a Trump esque meltdown. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, they were releasing a game I was not interested in to begin with. Then what they did release is something I a still not interested in. B completely non functional. I don't know why anyone gave them money after the first report of hey, this isn't what they said it was came out. You know, I think like a bunch of people probably pre ordered it or like wish listed it, so it automatically bought it. I'm assuming. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Because like I don't. I just hope everyone gets their money back. Because yeah, that is, is the hope. Because otherwise, yeah, this is. Gee, it's a fucking. It's a huge scam. It's just yeah. I, it's so weird because yeah, you look at the development timeline. It's like yeah, it shut down basically immediately after the game. Not immediately after. A few days after the game launched because everything was going wrong. But yeah, if they're willing to give refunds to. Do they expect to keep being a video game company? Because that's not going to happen. You're not. Yeah. No one's going to throw money at you anymore. Like this is clearly the end of fantastic games. Um, I don't see how you could come back from this. E- even like bigger publishers would not be able to recover. I think that like from such an oh, actually never mind. I've seen this before. I have seen bigger. <laughs> I was gonna say Ubisoft. never mind. I have seen companies do that. Never mind. <laughs> but sorry, yeah. But an indie Yo. developer definitely is no way to recover from such an obvious scam, or at least if it wasn't meant to be a scam, a clear case of false advertising. Where okay, yeah. you didn't deliver what you promised. Well, you did. Pr- what you did deliver was bad, and you are giving everyone their money back because you know it's bad. So, don't really see where this is going. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's it's far worse than any of the examples we've seen before. Like the biggest one that comes to mind for me would be Watch Dogs. Mm. Uh, it looked very different compared to what Ubisoft originally showed at. I, I believe it was E3, but it was still the game that they were sh- that the same kind of game that they were showing, it wasn't like they changed the entire genre of the game without yeah. telling people before it comes out. They they lied about so much of the game. There was weird plagiarism stuff where they basically stole different shots from different Call of Duty trailers and even like pretty much ripped off the, the, the script for Red Dead Redemption 2 in one of those gameplay videos. Oh. You know those ones where they're what? like, oh, the weapons feel realistic and the guns have real recoil. It was just word for word exactly what they said in Red Dead 2. What just a different fuck? different voice actor reading oh, the lines. That's the, fucking the, the, weird. The story is fascinating. I definitely recommend people check out, check out Skill Up's video because it's just, the whole thing is nuts. There was that moment where they didn't even have the fucking uh, uh, copyright for the name. <laughs> and yeah. They, had to, they, they delayed the game because they said they were having legal issues of the, the, the copyright because there's like a calendar app called The Day Before or yeah. something. <laughs> and apparently it actually went to court and they won uh, because they're like, no one's going to get a ca- calendar app confused for your shitty zombie game (laughs) and yeah but that was what they blamed one of the delays on uh but there was multiple delays for this it was just an entire shit show and i am so excited for the jason schreier article that is surely going to be coming at some point because i gotta know how all this went down there was weird stuff that none of the employees were employees there were volunteers and there were two kinds of volunteers who like there was full-time volunteers who got paid 
but they're still volunteers. And then there's part-time volunteers who don't get paid, but they apparently get given, like, food and shit. They got, like, I think codes for the game, so <laughs> oh, yeah. they have nothing. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's play some prop night, boys. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm, looking at the, yeah. I'm looking at the calendar app now. It's got 4.6 stars on the app store. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it looks like it looks like the calendar app is actually functional. So yeah, no one is going to confuse the calendar. There with you the- go. It's all, it's already reviewed far better than the day before. All, that's for sure. But all yeah. your precious days be with the day before. It's basically a countdown calendar to like a thing you don't want to miss. Oh, and preparing I love it. For it. I didn't know so that. It's, so okay. it's like if you were say planning a wedding or something, you can kind of use that to kind of schedule all the shit you need to organize before it. But it's more generic than that because it's like, oh, you could use it for like an anniversary or for an exam, so you, you know you can track how much you want to study for it and that kind of shit. Actually, seems pretty useful if you want to schedule Fantastic's funeral because that mm. studio is certainly oh, dead. Yeah. And for once, I don't feel bad about a studio dying. <laughs> I just hope that. Yeah, the the volunteers who work for them didn't get completely fucked over, and that people yeah. do get their money back. Because otherwise, yeah, that is straight up a scam, allegedly based on reporting by other people, such as Paul That's, Tassie yeah. here, who wrote this article <laughs> from Forbes. But death is definitely kind of the theme for this episode because we've had another death. Let's let's do it. I'll put in a death bell, like you know, those this is a eulogy episode. Yeah, the death yeah. eulogy for the year 2020. And the next, the next one to bite the dust was The Last of Us Online. Mm. Naughty Dog made an announcement on their official website. Now, this is the game that in, in The Last of Us Part One they had factions. So people who love factions were basically calling this factions too. But it, it was just it never got an official name it never got to that point it's just the last of us online but yeah according to naughty dog's official website the multiplayer team has has been in pre-production with the last of us online since we were working on the last of us part two crafting an experience we felt was unique and had tremendous potential as the multiplayer team iterated on their concept for the last of us online during this time their vision crystallized the gameplay got more refined and satisfying and we were enthusiastic about the direction in which we were headed. In ramping up to full production, the massive scope of our ambition became clear. To release and support The Last of Us online, we'd have to put all our studio resources behind supporting post-launch content for years to come, severely impacting development on future single-player games. So we had two paths in front of us, become a solely live-service game studio or continue to focus on single-player narrative games that have defined Naughty Dog's heritage. We are immensely proud of everyone at the studio that touched this project. The learnings and investments in technology from this game will carry into how we develop our projects and will, and will be invaluable in the direction we are headed as a studio. We have more than one ambitious brand new single player game that we are working on here at Naughty Dog and we cannot wait to share more about what comes next when we are ready. Anthony, The Last of Us factions or online the game that never really got a name is dead thoughts uh it was very slow death (laughs) this game (laughs) i feel um look i'm honestly glad you know well i'm glad in a way i'll I'll get to that in a second i'm glad that yes naughty dog is realizing do we want to become a live service company no (laughs) let us let us not do that (laughs) that would be a poor decision (laughs) um 
But I'm a little... It's worrying because, yeah, they just spent so much time developing this game. Because the last new game they released was The Last of Us Part 2. Because they're ignoring remakes and collections and all that. Mm. So, does that mean we're not going to get another, like, new Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog game for, like, another few years? It's like, ugh. I'd say so. Like, yeah, that, that that's the only thing that not worries me, but it's, oh, no. It's like, oh... Like so, this game that you spent all these years on, it's not coming out, so we're gonna have to wait even longer. Ah! Well, to be fair, it does say their multiplayer team was working on it, but they mm. also worked on the remake for The Last of Us Part One. So I don't know yeah. between that and the online game, I don't know how many people they would have had there to be working on single player stuff. So yeah, you could be you could be right. It could be a long while before like at the very least it's going to be a few years and that's if they already had stuff that's in the works but holy shit it's probably going to be like 2028 2029 until we see another naughty dog game maybe who knows oh calga how do you feel about the last of us online going the way of the dodo whoop de fucking do um, <laughs> honestly like kind of echoing it in that I don't think The Last of Us Online was a good idea to begin with I will preface this with saying I never played factions um, so I don't know what their multiplayer is like but their strength is in the single player narrative stuff even if you know I I wasn't a big fan of The Last of Us Part 2 um, mainly because it was just depressing thing after depressing thing after depressing thing so I stopped playing mm-hmm. for the sake of my shattered mental health at the time um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I never finished it um, but, you know, I quite enjoyed, is it the right word for the first game? But, you know, the, I experienced it and thought it was a good experience, I guess is the best way to word that. Um, and I mean, they have kind of just now confirmed with this that they're working on more than one ambitious brand new single player thing of, of what's in their wheelhouse. It's just a matter of when. Um, and I don't think, I don't think no, no big company that's successful like this is just going to throw that work in the bin. Like they're, no. they're, that technology will probably, and, and a lot of like, you know, those environments and stuff that, that would have probably, it's all set in the same world. So chances are that'll get reused at, even if it's just partly shoved in as a, as a bit of bonus stuff within the last of us part two's remaster. Yeah. Probably. The <laughs> world's most unnecessary remaster, but that's, that's neither here nor there, I think. Um, so they're not, they're not, that <laughs> work won't get wasted. As you said, that was their multiplayer team, which, you know, is not their main team. So and they'll just pivot to doing single-player stuff or multiplayer mode in the new game, The Last of Us Part 3, or Crash Bandicoot Electric Boogaloo, or, like, whatever whatever <laughs> they're doing next. Jack 4, baby! <laughs> or, yes, who owns Jack and Daxter nowadays? Like It's them still. It I is them, because, because Crash is Activision now. Crash is Activision, but that's because Universal bought uh, that off them. I think since then, they've been wholly a Sony-owned studio, so everything they've done... Since two thousand and one, I think has been purely, um, Sony. Yeah, give it to Bungie. See what happens. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Speaking Bungie of companies who are okay being live service companies, like that's I don't what know about Bunch- that one. Chief. I mean, I mean, Bungie have been doing what Destiny two for how much bloody long? They're wrapping up on that. They were doing. I don't know. Was Marathon still happening? Um, oh yeah, that's a thing. Because that's a live service thing. It's delayed, but it's still happening, right? It's more live service. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Marathon was meant to come out or like in some form, whether it was early access, I don't know, 
in 2024, but yeah, I believe they're saying 2025 now. And they also delayed the final shape, which is coming sometime next year, which I believe is the final expansion Ooh, yeah. for Destiny 2. It's meant to wrap everything up. And God, I feel like at this point, a lot of their <laughs> reputation is on the line with that one. If they mm. don't land that one, I don't know how things are going to go. Over at Bungie. My point being is that, like, Sony have any number of studios right now that are working on any number of live service games because Sony have made that all started to make that awful pivot too. So that code could get shared with any of those teams. If these are all wholly owned subsidiaries of Sony, then it's, I mean, there'll be some bureaucracy involved, but then like tech share and, you know, give it to whatever team could use some of that online infrastructure or whatever. Like, it's on a tech level, it's not that difficult to share that stuff. So, oh, abs- absolutely, and they are already doing that. That's one of the reasons why they paid way too much money for Bungie. Yeah. <laughs> they paid so much; it was all for their expertise and their technology and whatnot. It's a, it's a big reason. There's rumours that that uh, bloody Bungie peeps rocked up, saw The Last of Us online, and said, "Yeah, this hasn't got legs." Like people. Mm might like it, but it's not going to keep people coming back and buying a new fucking backpack skin every fucking week. And this this is the thing that frustrates me about this whole story and this whole debacle. Like, everything you said, Anthony, 100%. I, what I want from Naughty Dog is single-player narrative-based experiences. That's what they've sold me on. That's why that, they're probably my favorite game studio. It's either them or Insomniac. I've never played a Naughty Dog game that I haven't loved so does yeah to see them pivot like this but i actually didn't mind factions i thought it was pretty cool i I definitely spent more time in the single player with the last of us part one but i enjoyed it so i would have been very curious to see what just like a contained multiplayer experience like what we used to get back in the day would be like for the last of us you know a game that's multiplayer but you play it and then you stop you know, but that's not how things are these days. It always has to go forever and fucking ever so they can sell you fucking shit for years to come. That I'm, Live service is just a rot in this industry and it just frustrates me more and more. And Sony, oh, fuck you, Sony. I, I, I hate this so much. I am so thankful that when they got to that fork in the road and they had to choose between being a live service company and going the bungee route or becoming go, do, doing what they're known for, thank fucking God they stuck with doing single-player narrative stuff. They've got the best writers in video games. Just They, they always push the boundaries of cinematics and graphics and and their gameplay and it was so good in the last of us part two i'm so curious to see how they're going to apply all that stuff to future games um yeah it's it's such a weird story i have such mixed feelings on it but at the very least i'm very glad that they're going to be going back to single player stuff but uh it's time to talk about our third funeral we're headed to this really is a eulogy episode, isn't it? Yep. It, it, it really we is. We gathered here today. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we, we could only afford the funeral parlor for one day. <laughs> yeah. Like The Last of Us Online, which we did hear reports that it was they, they weren't actively develop, developing it anymore a few months ago, which, you know, was all rumors, was nef- never fully confirmed. Same deal with E3. <laughs> it's been... Yeah. Every year, I feel like there's a new, oh, E3 is dead story. It's like, oh, the first time they 
they cancelled because of COVID, and then the next time they cancelled, and it, it just every year is another E3 is dead. But now it's official. <laughs> Someone has gone, inspected the body, they didn't find a pulse. E3 is fucking finally dead. On Twitter, they said, after more than two decades of E3, each one bigger than the last, the time has come to say goodbye. Thanks for the memories. That's it. <laughs> yep. From the ESA. Andrew, E3 dead. Do you care? I mean, yes, because it was part of growing up and seeing it, you know, all the stuff come out around it. You know, it's kind of sad to see it officially gone. On the other hand, Anthony talking about a long drawn out death for Naughty uh, for Naughty Dog's game. Oh, no, yeah. If you want long drawn out death, this is long drawn out death. <laughs> Gra- Grandpa's been on the life support a little too long, guys. Come on. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth ain't got nothing on <laughs> yeah. E3. Yeah. That said, they're also like, you know, their, their this is ending statement was incredibly short, right? Like two sentences? <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Just like, yeah, we're fucking done. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, uh, one of those sentences like, is only four words <laughs> yeah, yeah and I mean I guess it's the GGWP at the end of it as well right but yeah. like yeah I don't know I'm, but also when you think about it like from from the ashes of that we've got like Jeff Keighley Mr. Dorito Pope himself show what was um, like the the summer game summer games fest slash game awards I guess because the game awards is more trailers than awards but you know um, I was I was going to say this actually kind of I, it, not worse, but c- considering this came out, I think, after the Game Awards. Yeah. And that was a bit of a, how do you do? <laughs> so it's like, mm. it's a bit like, oh dear, is, th- is this where we're heading for all our announcements now? Oh no. <laughs> well, I mean, because no, you've got your Games Fest and every company's been doing their kind of direct things whenever they feel like yeah. they've got something to show anyway. Yeah. And I mean, I think I'm in the minority on this one, but actually I, I did watch the entirety of the Game Awards, not live. Um, oh, I but but like yeah, Ch- Chantel and I just popped it on the TV and watched it, and I actually enjoyed watching it mostly. Um, like oh, there okay. wasn't there wasn't a lot there that I was super interested in, but it was just I just enjoyed having it on the TV, having a few drinks and some popcorn, you know. Uh, yeah, um, so. it was a good social thing, but I don't think uh, apart from like two things that happened, there was not a lot of excitement in the room. It was a lot of yeah, they they just sitting back and like all right, they did announce game of the, the year twenty twenty five, so you know. I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, That's Monster Hunter, if not clear. Um, what do you wait? You're not talking about the new <laughs> Sega games that got announced. All we don't have a release date for those. <laughs> it's true, we don't. Damn you, Sega! <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, uh, you do you make sad face E3 dead time? A little bit. Uh, I, I first of all, I definitely agree. It's the there was like a experience. You know, for the years where it was around, where, oh, let's all, it's like, oh, it's a week of gaming news, or around a week of gaming news, like, oh, let's, like, sit around and watch everything, and everything was kind of announced at once, so you had all these, like, oh, shit, what the fuck, things, whereas nowadays, because, yeah, every company does their own thing, it is a little more convenient, where it's like, oh, Capcom's announcing something, and I don't care about Capcom. It's like, good, I'm not going to watch it. Obviously not me, but... Like, mm. for example, it's like my friend, she doesn't give a shit about Capcom. She's not going to watch it. She doesn't mm. care. So it's like, you don't have that issue of um, pointless news, I guess. But it also takes away, I guess, from the experience of just all these game developers coming together and be like, hey, let's all celebrate each other in this big event, which is really fun. 
Yeah, that was, um, just as an aside off that note, the point, uh, is that that was a great way for companies that were un- unknown or even like indie companies to meet publishers and have those conversations mm. and kind mm. of, you know, find a publisher and stuff. And you see that still that now with like International Games Week and at Games Fest, you'll have some of those conversations. But E3 was kind Packed. of the big point where that stuff yeah. kind of began. So losing that, I mean, it's more of a legacy piece we're losing at this point, I think. Yeah. Uh, they, they struggled to pivot when COVID shut them down for a couple of years so and, and at that point like uh, N- uh nintendo and playstation already left and then xbox also dipped i think around that time oh no so xbox just- xbox had dipped years ago so what xbox oh, they, would they do first? Oh. no 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 that, yeah they, they were across yeah, they, the road they away with that because <laughs> oh, what they, what right, they would yeah. do they would not be a part of a3 but they'd like hire a hall down the road and mm. they do their thing at the exact same time when a3 was on i think they would even coordinate a little bit but they just weren't affiliated at all that's right um and and uh, i think that's what companies found out like the, the death of the e3 wasn't just COVID. it, it, it had been no. dying for years it had the big scandal where they doxed every single games Ooh, journalist oh, yeah. that went to e3 which was huge like way to yeah. burn the main people you do not want to burn for your massive fucking event the, the media and then, yeah, they were like you know, they started inviting the public as a desperate sort of way to gain relevance again. It was just this weird, I don't know, it was this weird sort of slow death and COVID was just that final nail in the coffin, I think. And, and I, I think because of that, I've already sort of come to terms with it. You know, I grieved E3 a long time ago now. So it being official, yeah, it's a little bit weird, but it doesn't really affect me so much it's the thing that's sort of frustrating me with the death of e3s as you mentioned anthony it was just like the pure pulp of gaming previews you know they were filtering out a lot of the shit and it was just like all the really interesting stuff companies would save all their best stuff for e3 time but now it's been spread out by across all these different events and it's just you can't watch every single event and, you know, it's 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 starting to just dilute it so much more now. And I, I kind of miss that. It's kind of like, you know, back in the day when they had Foxtel or for people in America, cable, and you had to pay for that and that was where you got everything from and then that ended up becoming shit <laughs> and then everyone moved on to streaming and now that's where we are. But it's just, there's so many different streaming services. It's like, fuck, I can't pay for all of them so it's like getting to the annoying point again now um yeah yeah summer games first it's just not the same and all these different directs and events it just i don't know they just don't hit the same but i don't know yeah whatever and there's there's one other thing that you get this i think with a little bit of like summer games and some other ones but the main thing that i i really miss for me free because it's something i still love about like fighting game tournaments and other esports tournaments is the live crowd like if you've ever if you one of my favorite reveals ever is the god of war uh, the god of war for ps4 reveal it's the you can hear the crowd like just go oh like losing their minds because they realize oh it's kratos oh shit it's god of war oh like the crowd getting behind a reveal is almost better than the reveal itself it's there have been so many times where I watched like a reveal trailer and then I'm like, is there a crowd reaction? Because that's almost better than the actual reaction. 
the reveal is just all these people collectively losing their shit over like a big new game. It's like, oh my god! And there was a bit of that at the Game Awards. Um, a and, little I mean, bit. And, a little he did, bit. and you immediately remind me of it with the God of War because when when Kratos showed up for oh, the yes. for the reveal of the rogue like Kratos mode, and you could hear the cheering, and it was like, oh yeah, there's a live crowd there, and some yeah, of them play I, games. Uh, They're not all just yeah. random celebrities who were in a vaguely video game related thing. <coughs> Anthony Mackie. Yeah, that uh, that reveal I threw my voice out for. Don't ask my friends who watched it with me live. <laughs> Chantel's I like, what is excited. this? A sequel? And I'm just like, no, it's it's a. I'd heard about. Yeah, this. I thought that too. I was like, no, it's too early. <laughs> well, there's no way. I'd watched it. I'd. I'd, I'd we watched it like together the next night evening, so I'd heard of like the most interesting uh, thing of some of it. So I'd kind of knew what it was, but I hadn't seen the trailer. So yeah, I was there so. live, and I was losing my fucking mind. Like, ah, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's I just was, nothing uh, compared to E three. Yeah, of course. And the mm. moments they could have there, like oh, I'll never, I'll never forget. You know, the, the, the your breathtaking moment with Keanu Reeves <laughs> yeah, and Cyberpunk yeah. that was at E three. That was incredible. And yeah, God, I. I, I We'll never forget there's like a compilation that Sony Santa Monica made of people reacting to the 2018 God of War reveal. And I remember just seeing the Easy Allies like freaking the fuck out. Like it was just, it was great to to watch that. And yeah, we get a little bit of that these days because everyone does stream all these different events and stuff. But yeah, it's just not the good concentrated shit where we're just getting so much. But uh, was E3 when we got the cringy Konami thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, there was so much cringe at E3. So much. Remember Bethesda applause guy? Oh, God. I watched that live. That was one of my favorite memories was watching the guy in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. What about like the Wii, the Wii reveal where they're like trying to play the instruments and it's just like, it's just, it's all completely out of time. It's like, guys, I get you were trying to actually demonstrate it, but maybe a pre-recorded thing was a way to go for this one. Oh dear. Yeah. E3. I guess it'll sort of, yeah, it'll be missed. Yeah. That'll do us for our news stories. It's time to talk about the games coming up in the next week. There isn't any games. Oh. That's why I wasn't saying anything. Yeah, that was... Yeah, I... (laughs) (laughs) It's that time of year, peeps. The games have all been released. It's not going to be until, like... Mid January, that game start getting released again, and funnily enough, that's when the podcast will be coming nice. back. Okay, I've, I've I've asked Professor Google, and I found three. Oh well, <gasps> fuck me. What are they? <laughs> what are they though? Is it like Doctor Poopy Butthole does a dance? It's something along <laughs> those lines. It's like yeah. Rough Justice eighty four, which apparently is a port. I don't know what the fuck no. that is. Jin- oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Jin Shin coming out December twenty first. Um, on Xbox One, Xbox Series S, X, and PC. I don't know what this is. And Rail Rail Break coming December twenty two to PC, PS five, and Xbox Series X. Okay, that one that one sounds like the only real game in that list. <laughs> <laughs> Rail Break. I don't know. And this is just like a GameSpot thing that when I ask, it, let me ask what Rail Break is. Rail, Rail Break. Break. Okay. Oh, it's like it's a, a, it's like a oh it's a first person shooter, shooter ra- on the rails thing. 
health oh, and of zombies, that. 90s arcade style, this on-rail survival horror shooter. Okay, is it in Aaron! VR? Yeah, Aaron, for starters. But also, is this in VR? Because that could be... It's not VR. Oh, it's not? That seems, <laughs> like, seems like a missed opportunity. It's the only place where I think on rails is okay these days, and even yeah. then, I don't really like it. If I'm no. unless you're on a fucking roller coaster that is literally on rails, don't be putting shit on rails <laughs> in a video game. There was a game like that on VR. It was the rails. Um, it was like on the PS VR when it first launched. Yeah, yeah. The um, it was made by Supermassive was- Games. Oh, the Until Dawn. Uh- Something of blood, pool of blood, something like that. Something on that blood party, I don't know. Yeah. But that'll do us for the games coming up in the next week. I tried. It's time to talk (laughs) about the games that we've been playing. Kalga, you are our guest. It is tradition. On news to reviews for our guests to get us kicked off with impressions. What have you been playing this week, my friend? Let's spend about three hours talking about Baldur's Gate three again, shall we? Yeah. Um, nah, um, yeah. I did. I did return and to, like get my proper epilogue, and I've started my Dark Urge run. But that's as far as I'll go into that one. Um, <laughs> now, now, let me give you a little bit, bit of a choose your own adventure. So, because I've been playing a couple of games recently. Um, so our our good friend Mume lent me Final Fantasy sixteen to play. Um, but I also returned and started playing the Cyberpunk after it had its update of, of Thingy. Now, which one would you like to hear about more? I feel like I'm equally curious about both of them because I, I played Cyberpunk after it had its PS5 and well, this next-gen update, Ser- Series X and PS5 update. And I thought it was, was good, but now it's been updated again and the skills and shit. All right, yeah, Cyberpunk, let's go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's so a Cyberpunk 2077. Uh... It's a video game. The game, game. that was always good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, bought yeah. it, I bought it shortly after launch on special for $30. Um, so that kind of shows you how good it was at launch. Um, you know, characters walking through walls and and the, the T-posing and police <laughs> teleport behind you the moment you make someone angry. And <laughs> and um, in my case, I've never seen anyone else with this bug, but I had like trees from the background rendering on top of people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> like there was something weird with the Z layering or some shit. I don't know what was going on. Now that one was resolved when I upgraded my graphics card, but I shouldn't have had to upgrade my graphics yeah. card for trees to render in the correct place. Uh, that doesn't seem right. Um, anyway, a lot of those bugs have been fixed now. I didn't say all of them. I've been having some weird (laughs) issues where object permanence doesn't seem to be a thing in Cyberpunk 2077, even now when it's fixed. Um, and by that, I mean, I'll walk down, I've, I've walked down a street and there's like a couple of NPCs having a conversation and I'm hearing some of them talking, they're talking about, I don't know. Something that was mildly interesting. I'm like, sure, whatever. Um, and I'm hearing a bunch of this conversation because I've hit a button for the lift and I'm waiting for the lift, right? And then I turn mm. away to look to check if the lift's there. I'm like, cool. And then I turn back to look back at the NPCs who are talking and they're just suddenly gone. And the conversation <laughs> oh. isn't happening anymore. Oh, no. Um, yeah. What um, the fuck? I, that even was now- one of my biggest criticisms with Cyberpunk 2077 when I played it on PS4. I couldn't believe you could stand in a crowd and if you would do 360s, you would see different NPCs every single revolution, which I think in a modern 
open world game is simply unacceptable. And that, you know, I, I obviously hated Cyberpunk at launch. It was a broken mess. It crashed my my PS5 more than 40 times. It was every hour Jeez. I was getting crashes. It was such a piece Ooh. of shit. But yeah, that was a huge criticism of mine. And it wasn't like, you know, I, I don't think it's a bug. I think it's like a design decision it's i guess trying, i think part of it is to try and like you know offload resources a little bit because you know oh we'll just load it in when you need it or whatever which is fine as well as you know they're living their lives you know they could have walked off or whatever but like there were two these npcs were specifically like just standing and having this conversation out the front door of one of their it was like in the apartment complex thing so they were just yeah. there like having having a chat and then they were just gone and i'll say it doesn't happen all the time but it's happened enough that i notice quite a lot i've had it happen okay. with johnny i've had it happen oh. with with keanu oh, okay no. so 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 for me it when you were in in interiors it wouldn't happen so like if you go to a bar mm. and there's npcs there if you turn around those same npcs will still be there it was yeah. only when you're outside in the open world and it would happen all of the time. So, does it happen to you all of the time um, in the open world? Yeah, or no? not not all of the time. And this area I'm specifically talking Thank about would God. have been okay. this area I'm talking about would still be considered the open world because it's like you know the apartment complex, but it's like not in any of the buildings. You're just waiting for the lift so you can go down and jump in your car and and drive badly to wherever you're going because the cars handle like shit. Um, by the way, they didn't fix okay. that. The cars still handle like shit. Um, okay. They, I think their big fix to that was adding trains. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't drive unless you have to oh wait half the story requires you to drive places look I, I remember the motorbike being far more fun to ride so I don't, the know, I don't know the bike's alright but they all they all control like shit like everything I've yeah. been in in that game controls like shit in terms of um, vehicles but yeah still the NPC thing still happens occasionally I, I have had cars disappear while their drivers have been sitting in midair still um, very rarely but it's still like so some of those bugs are still present even today okay. on, like, there, we fixed the game patch. We fixed the game enough to charge you more for for Idris Elba. Um, I will point out <laughs> I did not pay for Idris Elba. Um, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Um, From the experience said, you've had so far, do you think you will be paying for some Idris Elba? Not until it gets cheaper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have... Now, that said, I've been pretty down about it so far, but I have actually been enjoying my time with it. It's just that a, a, they haven't fixed all of those bugs. Um, or at least they're still happening often enough that, like, like this is dumb. Like, and some of the things that, like, were fundamental issues with the game, like the cars all steering like shit and not being fun to drive, that has not been fixed. Uh, the guns not feeling satisfying to shoot, that's also not been fixed. Mm. Um, now I solved that by largely playing as a hacker. So this, that's fine. And yeah. that's, and that's very satisfying because I'll just like, you know, ping, ping a thing and have a, have the, these people walk over towards it and then I'll explode it and now they're dead and hey, I don't need to shoot them. Um, yeah. <laughs> the hacking was fantastic. Yeah. I, I think the biggest standout to me for Cyberpunk and for that year, 2020, I think it was my favorite story in any video game. Like, I, pre I, I preferred the story in that to The Last of Us. Um, I found it fascinating. The writing was a little bit cringy. Yeah. Um, and did, did you go with with uh, with male yeah. V or femme um, I am male, male V. Yeah, I found... How do you find that voice acting? It's fine. Nothing special. I fucking hated it. <laughs> I, I found him so cringeworthy. I, I started another playthrough with, with femme V... And far better, 
far far better but yeah it was just like i don't know we're in the future and it's like rad Ugh. i know what i gotta do uh, and he's got that raspy voice i don't know i, I wasn't, I wasn't this. into it <laughs> maybe they're trying to maybe they're trying to channel their best adam jensen from deus ex <laughs> i was about to say yeah how have you been enjoying the narrative i i've been enjoying the narrative generally and the side quests and stuff like even some of the nothing side quests that's like hey the ai car things are going berserk go collect the cars again yeah. i'm like even, even oh, that, I love that even one. that was like super interesting and i'm just like hey yeah. you've, you've managed to improve your writing since the witcher that's for sure because I Witcher Three's main story was boring as shit, um, <laughs> but I mean the Witcher Three side quests were good. But in, anyway, um, yeah, no, I've been having a good time with the story. Like I've been finding it compelling, and that's typically even what's been drawing me back to Cyberpunk. Like I am generally splitting my my main game time between Cyberpunk and Final Fantasy Sixteen, and they're both drawing me back for similar reasons. Um, until now, I've been dragged kicking and screaming back into Baldur's Gate Three, so other games just don't have a chance anymore. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like Cyberpunk, I'm, it, it, I don't think I'm going to throw money at Idris Elba until it's cheaper, but I am having good enough time that I probably mm. will finish with Keanu. So. Nice. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, well worth doing that. It was the ending. Oh, so good. I, I really enjoyed the end. And obviously it changes depending on what choices and stuff you make as well too, which is really cool and have have you found the atmosphere to, to be because i've found that they like it, glitches and stuff aside they nailed the atmosphere of a cyberpunk city it feels all right i don't know i feel like i i am mostly just running from point to point to do quests rather than taking in the sites because um i'm again mm. suffering from uh open world exhaustion um because every second fucking game is open world nowadays so you know, I'm a bit, mm. bit sick of that. So I'm just running from point to point to point and trying to fast travel as much as I can so I don't have to <laughs> run around in circles too much. Um, so I haven't been getting too absorbed in it, but like, it's been feeling fine. Um, like, I will typically walk down... If I am just walking down the street and there's, like, an event happening, I'll immediately get involved, shoot them, shoot whatever guys have a bounty on their head there's this weird thing between like oh yeah i'm you know i'm effectively an edge runner and i'm fighting from the law but i'm taking on these bounties for the police because it gets me paid and they don't seem to care that i'm not a fan of them and the corpos and so it feels a bit weird in that regard but yeah. like i'm not mowing down police every chance i get so i guess it works i don't know okay. it's a weird it's it's a weird thing it has made me want to pick up the tabletop game <laughs> Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> and it has made me nice. want to watch the Edge Runners anime again. Because that was excellent. Good. It was good. It was watching Edge Runners is what made me want to play the game again. <laughs> to give another try. So it, okay, I might I might have to check it out. I'm getting more into animated stuff designed for adults outside of comedy, you know, like anime <laughs> thanks to my weeby ass housemate on, on <laughs> well honestly yeah edge edge runners i think so far the story in edge runners versus um the cyberpunk game edge runners is much better um it's it it jumps around a bit and it's a bit confusing but absolutely worth watching it's good but it's a trigger show so like yeah, yeah. what did you expect <laughs> now one of the issues I had initially with Cyberpunk was the skill trees. I thought they were just fucking boring as shit. 
too grindy as well too and one of the biggest things they updated with that recent update was the skill trees they apparently change how progression works and and everything that you can do have you found leveling up and unlocking new skills to be satisfying yeah it's pretty good i can't actually remember what it was initially (laughs) so um that's which is probably doesn't matter if you're enjoying it you're enjoying it i don't need to Exactly. They basically they've basically got five stats now that you'll put your points in, and they're still the same stats. Like um, I can't remember what they call them. I remember one of them was cool, um, like literally just called cool. Um, but like yeah, they've got the, the basic same five stats from from before, and as you level those up, you get access to perks as well. So it's kind of you get every time you level up, you get a stat point you can put in and a perk point, and you've got thresholds of. Um, stats that you need to be able to put in those certain perks as well as the tree so it's kind of like a bit more of like your standardized sort of tree setup but like to the point where i can't remember what it was before but i remember it wasn't very good before so <laughs> like mm. they've also got a separate more linear thing based off what you're using you'll get other bonuses too between um i can't remember the one i've been getting the most out of has been like engineering uh, because of me just like cracking open every door with with, with hacking or or my yeah, I've, yeah. I've got like the hacking and the tech use ones it's like two separate there because um, because one is one is straight yeah. up like being able to hack people and one of them is more being able to let's just like oh I know how to rewire this door to let me in kind of thing and there's separate stats and I've been yeah. using both of those because I'm very much playing yeah. the fuck you I'm opening every door you can't get me out of anything including your cyberware. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was exactly how I played through it. My first playthrough back on the old broken version and hacking people was so fun and satisfying. Just be able to sit there like in safety and you could like eventually you can just make it so you can just straight up just fucking kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> like just overload their brain implant, they just fucking die <laughs> out of nowhere. It's pretty yeah. pretty cool, pretty brutal. And a uh, lot yeah, of the I- enemies are getting the same kind of upgrades as well. I found a lot of them have the Sand Devastan update, which is upgrade, which is like a move speed thing, so they can like blink super quickly. And I've had to like <laughs> use my hack thing to disable the cybernetics so that I could fucking shoot them. <laughs> which is which is great and i'm like oh i can get the exact same one and i look at it i'm like oh it replaces my ability to hack anybody guess i'm not doing that then Uh, because it's like an oh it's like an operating system upgrade and it's like jesus yeah Uh or operating yeah and i'm like if i do that i can't hack people my build is mostly hacking people i'll just be human speed and just turn everyone else's hardware off it's fine yeah exactly If if i turn your legs off you can't use them (laughs) <laughs> you got him. yeah i think i'm going to pick up cyberpunk again now i think i've still got my copy so i can just pay for the idris elba expansion and away i go um because yeah. it got some really really good reviews that expansion uh, the witcher 3's blood and wine expansion is to this day, my favourite expansion I've played for any video game. So I'm yeah, I'm curious to see what old old Idris has to say in the in the expansion there. I'm I'm down to get back into it. I just got to get through the deluge of games I'm playing at the moment because yeah, oh, I know yeah. it's going to be a meaty, very narrative based experience where I'm going to have to put my full brain into it all. Uh, yep. Andrew, anything left to say on Cyberpunk 2077? Yeah. It's all right. It's not. It's it's not like it's not amazing, but it's now like it's worth playing now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally fair, Anthony. 
What have you been playing? Is it worth playing? Alberto, speaking of expansions that are worth playing, Ooh. I've been playing the uh, new God of War Ragnarok Ooh. expansion, Valaha. Valaha. <laughs> yeah. You know, God of War. Valaha. Ragnarok Valaha. <laughs> That's the name of the game, I'm pretty sure. I haven't uh, finished it yet, unfortunately, because... I decided in my infinite wisdom, I'm just going to play it on the hardest difficulty for a few hours and see how I go. Those were four or five hours I'm never getting back. Um, (laughs) I have since dropped it down to the middle difficulty and I'm having a much better time with it. Uh, And now I've actually been able to progress into the DLC's story and figure out what's going on. It's it's really good. It's really fun. Um, I think... Uh, how would I best explain this? I think, especially for a free DLC, there is actually a lot to uh, look into here in terms of the new combat options you get, some of the new enemies you get to fight, some of the, let's call them locations, the battle arenas you get to play in, because that's what they are. Mm. But some of them are really different, really fun. The uh, This shows you how early I am. The first boss, the first like true boss you fight is really fun and interesting story story wise and just gameplay wise I think is really fun mm. um so I'm really wanting to already just even now I'm like shit I should go back and play more because <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's really fun and it's it's a roguelike so it does that roguelike thing in my brain where I go mm, progression <laughs> oh. even though I haven't progressed at all <laughs> and I'm just resetting after an hour I'm like oh no well time to start a new run yeah. <laughs> roguelike brain go burr yeah, exactly. It's it's it does do that a lot and God of War combat is one of my favorite combat systems, so it's like, okay, let's keep going. <laughs> Brain go brr, this is very good. Hell yeah. Uh it sounds so cool. Um I remember when I know you and you and Aaron were pretty hyped in the in the chat when they announced it at the game awards. Like, oh Zach's gonna freak out when he hears about this. When you told yeah. me, I was like, oh, okay, well, that sounds cool. Whatever. Yeah. I wasn't what? really that excited. But I, I keep yeah. just hearing good things about it and that there's surprisingly more story in it than what you would expect for a free expansion that mm. you're getting. And I'm, I'm very partial to roguelites these days. The more time goes on, the more I'm itching to start playing it. I've already downloaded it onto my console. So, yeah, it's definitely on the cards sometime soon. But as I mentioned before, yeah, deluge of stuff to play currently yeah. that, that's honestly it is like i i i debated picking it up because i'd also just picked up um a copy of an indie game and i just don't think i'm gonna play that till next year now because so i don't think i'm gonna be playing anything but this until i finish it and i don't know how long that is because i was like oh this is this will only be a yeah 10 15 hour dump and it's because of the roguelike elements, like, well, if you lose, you start the run over again. It's it's taken a bit more time than I thought, um, especially because I'm refusing to drop it down to the easiest difficulty. I could and I refuse. Yes. <laughs> no, I ain't no bitch. <laughs> I'll beat this game on my terms, I'm, damn it. I am keen on this, but yeah, I, want, I need to wrap up Final Fantasy sixteen. And return that mm. to Mume so you can look at the expansion that got dropped for that. So, Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> that, that got dropped. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm def- yeah. definitely going to pick it up. It's just a matter of time, I think. But yeah, God, to know that you've already had 10 or 15 hours out of it 
and it's a free update. That's fucking yeah. insane. Yeah. That's awesome. It reminds me very much of uh, Ghost of Tsushima's Legends mode that they added in for free later on down the track. I was expecting, oh, okay, it's going to be some multiplayer shenanigans. We're just going to get to kill some shit as samurai. And it, it was that, but it was so much more. Like, the, the mode had hours upon hours worth of gameplay there and was fucking excellent mm. to get it for free. It's nuts. It's, I'm insane. glad that Sony's still pulling some good guy Sony moves every now and again. Oh, yeah. That... <laughs> As I said, that that reveal, that uh, to, the wrestling fan in the room will get it. I was that Vic, Vince McMahon uh, gif where he yes. gets progressively more excited, where it was just sees sees like Kratos, like, oh, okay, what's going on here? It's like, oh, new areas in combat? Oh, okay. It's like, free? Oh, okay. Coming out today? Oh! Yeah. Just like falling off the chair, like, oh, God. Please tell me you've seen that <laughs> like, gif in context. Uh, I have not, unfortunately. Oh, I need to, I need to see He's in content. the ring and he's being given a lap dance. <laughs> because it's Vince McMahon. <laughs> God, wrestling. God, Vince McMahon, you, you weird yeah. fuck. Oh, God. You love to hate to see Yeah, it. pretty much. Oh, nice. But, yeah, just more God of War is always a good thing for me, especially this current era of God of War. I'm really excited to see where they go, and maybe this DLC is hinting at where they're going to go. I don't know yet. I haven't finished it. But, ooh, That's stuff. so cool. I can't wait stuff. to get my hands on it. Any? Do you have anything left to say on the God of War Valhalla? <laughs> Valhalla. No, well, other DLC. than other than yeah, I just kind of want to go back and keep playing it. It's it's surprisingly fun. It. They, I don't know what it is. Roguelike and the good combat. It's like it work. Brain go. Brr. And then also character stuff on the side. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, if you don't own, if you have a PS5 and you don't own God of War Ragnarok, first off, what what, what are you doing? Yeah. But second off, you, if you own it, you it's free. Why the fuck not? Yeah. Get amongst it. Yeah. Buy it. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Get your shit together. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, and I've, I was also, I've been pretty keen on this, what I've been playing. Baldur's Gate 3. Hell yeah. <gasps> now, look, I won't be talking about Baldur's Gate 3, but we did roll credits on it this mm. week. We finally finished it. We started in August and only finally finished it now, and it was an amazing experience. And I'm going to give it 11 Asterians out of 11 uh, fucking illithids. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Full marks. Great job. A plus, oh, Larian. You're good play. at being good and making games and all that shit. I love it. Fantastic. But the game I'm going to talk about is Dave the Diver. Now, I've been playing it for probably a good like three or four weeks now. I've been playing it for a, a while. I just haven't mentioned it on the show because my intention was like, it's already been out for a while. I'll just wait till I finish it and then I'll talk about it. I still haven't finished it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, roguelike, right? So Exactly. And look, you know, it's the last episode for the year, the last normal episode for the year before it's all our bonus stuff. So this is the time, peeps. I've run out of runway. So we're <laughs> taking off and diving down with Dave the Diver and holy fucking shit. It's pretty good. I bloody yeah. enjoy it. Oh. I really enjoy it. I heard I uh, Mrs... I heard Mrs. L talk about it on the Inconsolables. Andrew, you might have heard of it. Great podcast. And yeah, it was all right. 
<laughs> and I re- she was raving about it. And I was like the whole time I'm like, yes, yes, I want this. I want this. But I was already playing about a hundred other things because 2023 was just bullshit with good games to play. So mm. I didn't pick it up till yeah, about a month ago. And like I thought from hearing Mrs. L's thoughts, I fucking love it. It's, it's cool. Like it's, <laughs> It's a very chill experience, I think, for the most part. Like, not to say that there isn't challenge with it, because there is. You got to the the whole conceit is you're Dave, and you're basically wrangled into diving to gather sushi ingredients to help out this sushi restaurant, which you then end up helping run. Oh, oh damn! <laughs> I tried to mute the mic, but it didn't happen. It's allergic to sushi. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is. And before oh, you know it, uh, you're you're stuck in this never-ending loop of diving down and gra- gathering ingredients and going up and serving them to your hungry customers in the sushi restaurant. But that loop is so fucking addictive. You're always finding new things. There's a narrative that, that pulls you through all the new areas. It's, it's really, really cool. And seeing your revenue slowly go up and your profits slowly go up for your sushi restaurant is satisfying and fun. And basically, you use mm. that revenue to purchase upgrades for your diving equipment to get you down deeper, finding more expensive and interesting fish and other things that you find in order to yeah serve sushi at your sushi restaurant but it's actually so much more than that the story is fucking nuts like it starts off at yeah you're just you're dave and you're doing your diving thing and getting the the stuff for the sushi and then before you know it oh you've discovered these ancient areas and it seems like there <laughs> might be people living under the water here oh hang on there's sea people and it, it just <laughs> it's fucking nuts it's it's super super mm-hmm. wild and so so much fun i i do have some criticisms with it i'm playing it on switch oh, which no. i would say don't play it on Ooh. switch yeah Only <laughs> that's because my immediate it, thought the moment you said you're playing it on switch i'm like your next sentence is don't play it on Switch, isn't it? Look, it's mm. it's it runs far better than Cult of the Lamb, but it doesn't run as good as Hades. So yeah. there's definitely a bit of slowdown here and there when there's lots of fishies on screen or something. Uh, and it I don't know, it just feels a little bit clunky because the frame rate is quite low like i think it's running around 30 but probably even a bit less so yeah it's not not amazing but i think because it is such it's not like a twitchy kind of game you're not dashing you know you're just doing a bit of like you can hold l2 to paddle slightly faster and i think there is a, a dash like item that you can use that helps you to dash but i didn't really find it all that useful i found just flippering away was just was easy enough so yeah but i guess my only criticisms would be yeah don't play it on switch and sometimes they don't do a very good job of telegraphing where you're supposed to go uh like they'll just be like you gotta go find this and they give you a vague description and you just gotta swim around until you find it basically and because of that there's been times where my progression has been kind of slow to pull myself through the story as i said it's taken a month to get to like chapter six um and i don't like looking stuff up to figure out 
what I'm supposed to be doing, but I've already found myself having to do that a couple of times. It's like, fuck, I just don't know where to go, where I'm supposed to continue doing what I'm supposed to do. But look, yeah, charming story, gameplay is like chill and fun. It's a really, really good sort of smaller scale game. Uh, absolutely fantastic. There's a reason why so many people have been loving it and talk- talking about it. Dave the Diver is definitely something I would recommend if any of this stuff sounds interesting to you. Uh, have either of you lads checked out Dave the Diver? Unfortunately, no. Fortunately. Heard, yeah, similarly great things. <laughs> well, un- yeah. well, no, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. No, fortunately, no. I would never, never yeah. play it. Indie game, as people have found out recently. I don't play indie games. Get that shit out of here. It's like indie in quotation marks because they're actually owned by a giant. I've heard that, yes. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. But it's vibes. We're here for vibes. (laughs) Are we there? But unfortunately, I have not checked it out, but I have heard, yeah, similarly great things, and I'll probably have to check it out now because, like, ugh, everyone's talking about it. All right. (laughs) It's been sitting on my wish list since Mrs. L started talking about it. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, it's just one of those things where that this year has been one of those incredibly expensive years where I couldn't even remotely keep up with games that came out. So, um, yeah, uh, turns out that weddings are expensive. Who, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but that's that's done with. So, you know, I'll be I'll be playing catch up for a little bit. And Dave the Dive is pretty high on that catch up list, I think. So we'll just don't pick it up on the Switch. Man, oh, I don't know where my look. I, I recently found my switch again, just because I'm about to get on. The, <laughs> I'm getting on a flight next week, and I'm probably going to need it for my own sanity. So I've found it. I'm going to dust it off. Got to charge it. Got to run it through probably two years worth of updates, and then um, find something to play on that plane. <laughs> it won't. It won't be Dave the Diver. I imagine like a pot plant on your balcony, and you're like, you see the corner of something poking. Hey, look, what is that? And you, you grab it and you pull it out, and you it's just it's your entire switch. switch. It's been. Yeah. buried in you <laughs> yeah, yeah some, something like that <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me dave the diver dive on in everyone but that'll do us for news to reviews for another week and for the final regular episode of the year andrew thanks so much for jumping on this episode it's been a lot of fun yeah it's been sick thanks for having me Oh, yes, it's always a good time. 2024, going to be sliding in those DMs. You best believe it. (laughs) Anthony, love your podcast. Love what you do. Remind the people where they can find it. You can find the What Do You Think About This podcast. We're all good podcasts are sold. You can also find us over on Twitter at WDYTATpod. Hit us up definitely recommend that you'll be able to find all of anthony's links in the description of the podcast down below as well as all of news to reviews links if you like news to reviews or you like what do you think about this or you like any podcast best way you can help them out is by leaving a rating or review wherever you happen to be listening to the show it's free only takes a moment and really does make their motherfucking day i know it does for me that is for sure (laughs) holy shit we've been recording for like only an hour and 15 i'm already feeling like a bit tipsy i really got through two siders and we got another episode to record after this a bonus one for (laughs) to come out later on this is going to be very interesting (laughs) oh dearie me uh, next week, never fear, news to reviews will still be here. 
the episode is scheduled to come out on Christmas Day, I believe. But you know, you know, fuck your family, ignore them, listen to our episode yeah. release. Um, and it's going to be <laughs> News to Reviews presents the Game Awards Part Four: colon, The Sinusmatic Reviewsiverse. <laughs> I think this is my favourite title so far. It's gotten to the point where it's three lines. Like, oh <laughs> yeah. Gotten... And this time we actually know who definitely did it. Not going to be last year's. But who was it? <laughs> oh dearie me. So yeah, you can look forward to that next week. Uh, but for now, everyone, Anthony's got some final words of wisdom for us. Remember, kids. Um. <laughs> When it comes to when it comes to Christmas and you're opening up the presents, the real presents were the game awards that we got along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone en- enjoy unwrapping your game award from under the Christmas tree and take mm-hmm. care of yourself and take care of one another. It's a game called Deleted coming out on Tuesday. The description of this, this game is an intense, fast-paced, roguelite, twin-stick shooter that will push your skills to the limit, take control of a powerful drone and prepare... See, now that is something I'd probably have a look at. I'm not the biggest fan of twin-stick shooters. They're alright. Yeah. I like me some twin-stick, but it's also... It's really hard to Google this game because it's called Deleted, so I want to search Deleted Game. It's how do you delete this game? Yeah. It was reminding me of Returnal. They're like, God, why would you name your game that? Just if it's shit, everyone's going to be like, oh, I deleted, deleted. Uh." Oh, wait, but it's got planned release date on the 13th. So this article's got the wrong date for it. Yep. Oh. Yep. That said, yeah, it's like a a roguelite twin stick shooter. I'm like, oh, cool. You had me at roguelike, lost me at twin stick shooter. (laughs) I like me a bit of twin stick. Yeah.